841 and K-Fire guns in the 701. I don't know if they belong in the C-suite or not, but that's all right. They're good people. How you guys doing? Good, Todd. Fantastic. I didn't realize... You have a good trip? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Every once in a while, you just need to get out, do that reset, and then realize what a great place you live in when you get home, because... Boy, that's the truth, especially yeah. when you go to the East Coast. Oh, man. Yeah, colonial Virginia is just, it's too claustrophobic. And, of course, you know, my wife asks, how come the streets are so narrow? Well, you don't need that much of a street when a horse passes a horse. That's and that's right. what it was all about back then. You know, now yeah. it's a suburban passing a suburban, and it's tricky. But you, you figure it out, I guess. I'm just, I, I'm amazed those people can parallel park those things in those little streets like that. But, yeah. So darn good to be home. Simple as that. Hawaii knife ban unconstitutional. I didn't realize you could ban knives. I get you don't want them on planes and stuff like that, which Hawaii means an airplane. But, uh, well, trust me, it's not not the knife. It's the person. And in case we don't happen to ban that. But I think once you're on the island, you should be able to defend yourself, though, don't you think? Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, it was kind of archaic and crazy anyway that they even had that kind of a uh, restriction over there to begin with. But it doesn't surprise me. I mean, 1999, that's when the the Democrats kind of uh, took over everything. And I guess it makes sense that then they would enact crazy things like knife control, which is what they did. And what it is is it was butterfly knives or bail songs, which are pretty much similar in in, uh, their design. And it got challenged finally in 2020. The ban on the butterfly knives it was challenged in court. The district court, of course, upheld it. But uh, here recently, on August 7th, the Ninth Court or the Ninth Circuit Court went ahead and reversed that. What is interesting, though, is that they used the, the Bruin case. It's kind of amazing that they actually referred to knives as arms, which I think arms is anything to, to defend yourself. And they actually, that is the, the key, the Heller case and the Bruin. Go ahead, Jamie. No, yeah, I'm just agreeing with you, Clay. You bet. Um, knives are. I can promise you. Uh, when the Second Amendment was around, they had um, they were putting um, bayonets on the end of their rifles. And that was part of that. And I can, I can assure you, when combat was going down for the revolution, there was plenty of, of knives being used to uh, to secure the freedom of this country. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it was kind of when you read through the actual um, statement from those that three-judge panel, they actually kind of referenced those kinds of things, saying that historically knives hadn't been regulated. In fact, they were exempted a lot of times from any kind of rules. And that goes all the way back to what you were saying. They've been in use. They've been in circulation without problems. And uh, basically a law-abiding citizen can possess them because they're considered arms and that just because a few bad apples in the crowd says use them, you can't say that that the primary primary use of a knife is for ill intent. Basically, it is for lawful purposes, and you can't. I mean, that'd be like saying, "Oh, that guy took his car and drove it through a crowd. We better ban all cars because it was an illegal intent." Well, that's, we all know that's not true. Uh, it's a, one bad idiot that went out and did it. So. That was kind of the, the premise of the whole case, and I'm glad to see it. It can still be overturned. It's still got to go through another procedure, but it's also important to point out that all three of these judges, uh, one was uh, Carlos T.B., 
he's actually born in Spain, and then he played basketball in Cuba. He actually, that was before the Castro uh, insurgency, as I'll call it, the revolution, as they like to call it, too. He was appointed by George Bush. The other two came, uh, Judge Daniel Collins, he was appointed by Donald Trump in 19, and Judge Kenneth Lee, he was appointed by Donald Trump in 2019. Now, remember, President Trump, he filled as many of those lower court openings that had existed for really decades as he could. And we're seeing the benefits of this, not just at the Supreme Court, but now through all of these smaller courts. So it's, it's it, it, elections matter, guys. They really do. It's very important who's the president when it comes to these judge appointments. That should be a bumper sticker on everybody's car truck right now. Elections matter. Absolutely, they do. Those of us who are old they enough to remember the, the hanging chat thing in Florida kind of oh, remember yeah. that, uh, yeah, it, it turns out every vote does matter. It really does, and uh, we saw that one. Rooftops. <laughs> yeah. You know, Clay, we saw, I got one we more saw elections challenge many times, but that's a whole other rabbit hole. Go ahead, Gene. So Hawaii, um, in opposition to this, they cite some um, conclusory statements in the legislative history claiming that um, butterfly knives are associated with criminals. Well, um, so are cars. Criminals have taken cars in Wisconsin and driven through crowds of people and killed them. So I don't see cars being banned for that reason. You know, common sense will tell you that all, all portable arms are associated with criminals to some extent. And, and I think this statement's pretty ridiculous and, Hawaii, Hawaii submitted no evidence that butterfly knives are typically possessed by, by law-abiding citizens. Did you know that some criminals use their fists? Are those going to be outlawed, too? Or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Criminals, criminals use everything. Baseball bats, which, are, which kill more people every year than the dreaded AR-15, so, and then, <laughs> which we're going to talk about a little later here. But, um, yeah, they're trying to ban. If you want to ban everything that criminals use, we won't have anything left. And... You know, like Clay said earlier, there's no reason we, we 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 use something lawfully. If criminals use it wrong, there's no reason we should be banned from owning that that legal product. We remember the movie Ridiculous. Karate Open Hand. You can't use an open hand either. God, what are we going to do? Here? Put your hands in your pockets <laughs> and just guns of the seven hundred one. You're on Key Fire. The headline says no different than friggin' grizzly bears. Well, I would say the <laughs> the trap is going to have to be a little different. But what's going on there in Wyoming? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago here now, Todd, some three women were attacked on the Jefferson River in Montana. One of them went to the hospital. Uh, I saw some pictures of her. She did have some gnarly bite wounds on her face and her arms and the rest of her body. And rancher uh, Tim Thompson in Wyoming said he's even more convinced now that Wyoming should allow um, otter trapping and, and taking care of the population because right now otters are actually a protected species in Wyoming. Um, Mr. Thompson said they're getting aggressive. They're not afraid of humans. And like you said, Todd, they're no different than friggin' grizzly bears, he said, when they get down around houses and campgrounds. There needs to be some control, and it should be likewise for otters, which are getting uh, increasingly common in this sublet county down in Wyoming. Uh, Mike Schmidt, also around from that area, he's a, he's a local there, said uh, a few years ago here some young boys are floating on the river. Yeah, they got attacked by some otters. And they were they were chewed up pretty bad as well. It required a bunch of stitches and and um, I mean if, if they're going to do stuff like that, they they need to be controlled. You know, some people say how oh, they're cute. You know, you can't do that to them. And he says, 
he doesn't care how cute they are. Um, they need to be taken off the list and then listen to screw bears and be trapped. And, you know, I, I prefer to just shoot them, but if people want to trap them and use their fur, that, that's great. You know, they're trying, some people are trying to stock their dams with fish there and these otters get in there and, and eat all the, eat all their, um, rainbow trout up and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I agree that they probably do something like they're getting out of hand. If one of these things, you know, you're floating down around your inner tube, drinking your drinking your beer, your your twisted tea, or whatever you are, and they come swimming out three, four of them. I guess you better get ready for some combat with them. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. I think we got Clay back here. What would you not bring enough quarters or what? <laughs> hey, I lost you guys there. I'm black. I'm back. I think. Yep, you, I think you're back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I missed what you guys were saying there, but I'm going to add something to this story if you haven't already. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and it has to do with game and fish. So, you know, game and fish says that they don't have any kind of uh, basically trapping season because the populations are low. But in that same regulation, when you go on their website and read it, it also says that they don't have a very good, they have limited monitoring monitoring of these otters. And that all they do is update their range and their distribution maps, submitted on observations by, quote, staff or public. And then in the same breath, that thing, it goes on and talks about how trappers actually go back to the remote locations more than other people, which is probably true. So how on earth can they even tell what the population is? They're claiming they don't want to allow any kind of trapping because populations are low, but admittedly on their website, they really don't know what the population is of river otters. Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more done to this, and I would say I'd take the word of trappers and people who are out there a heck of a lot more than I would people sitting in cubicles. Well, that's yeah, darn good what, point. This Mr. T- his rancher, Thompson, he said uh, he, they go out on their ranch now and they see these things, nothing but walking along the creek, and they start growling and hissing at them. I, I didn't even know otters were this aggressive, actually, I, you know. And I think that's part of the problem. A lot of people are probably really don't know that otters do this sort of thing. But apparently, apparently there's some feisty little critters. So, oh, they look down so the, um, the river there, the Jefferson River. You better maybe pack yourself a handgun. <laughs> guns in the 701 leave it leave it to them to give you that bit of advice a mayor announcing plans to outlaw ar-15s ak-47s and military style weapons and and hopes criminals will comply because that's first of all that's what you do when you pass laws is you hope people will comply but what what is that going to accomplish nothing nothing except intrusion on law-abiding people once again you know it's funny and this isn't this is in St. Louis. This is in Missouri, which is, you know, predominantly their gun laws aren't horrible down there. Yeah, yeah. but I bet I bet the people in Missouri would gladly ship St. Louis off to Illinois and just let I'm, them have that. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would. Kind of like we'll give Fargo. Uh, they can just exactly. have them. Minnesota can have them. Precisely. Like can go over there as well. And <laughs> It's true. Yeah, and basically, I love the language. You know, this Tashara Jones, the mayor, 
the commie down there. She wants to take guns away from those individuals who are convicted of, and this is a, this is important, insurrection or hate crimes. How have we heard that before? They, that's the terminology they're using now. They want to paint everybody as an insurrectionist. And you know what? It's kind of like the, I got kind of torqued off years ago because they were misusing, to me, the word hero. Everybody was a hero all of a sudden, which it lost the meaning of what a true hero was. Well, it's the same thing here. Insurrections are a real thing, but what we're seeing here right now is not an insurrection in these cities as far as uh, people who might be doing bad things with guns. Uh, that's not an insurrection. That's just a mentally ill person probably got a lot of problems, most likely. And that's what they're basing it on. Crime. What's that? That's a hate crime, Clayton. Oh, it's got to be, don't it? Guns away, that's a hate crime. Just, just saying that's a hate crime, buddy. Well, isn't every crime a hate crime? When you I would think so. I guess think if, I, I don't, you know, if I don't like you and I take, I'm going to take my assault bat or my assault hammer and come over there and bash your head, and I'm pretty sure that that's a hate crime if I did it. I, you know, yeah. I don't know how you, you know, how you paint that any other way. And, and well, obviously I would have a problem if I did that, you know. And they use the terminology military-grade weapons. So, I mean, they, they use terminologies, everything. Hold on a second, Clayton. Hold on a second. Military-grade. Um, are bolt-action rifles military rifles? Yes, they are. They've been used for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> muskets, as I said earlier, I mentioned the Revolutionary War. Muskets are military-grade rifles. Don't ever forget that, people. Democrats want every single gun in this country, and they want to melt them down and grind them up. Everything's yep. a, a bow and arrow is a military-grade weapon. Absolutely. A fist, an open a hand, they're all military-grade weapons. I mean, <laughs> what do we have left? Yeah, that's called the pimp-hand, Todd. When you give them the backhand, it's called the pimp-hand nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Guns in the 701. Guns, open hands, and fists in the 701. And knives in the 701. <laughs> One more thing, Todd. Yes. Hey, Todd, last month, Mayor Jones had leaked text messages to her dad and one of her aides, and it said Chicago has strict gun laws as well, but that doesn't deter gun violence. And here she is trying to ban guns from people. So that just shows you what a massive phony this woman is. Well, it's not going to work anyway, right? I mean, what what, what are we we really thinking here? It's (laughs) no gun ban is going to work. It's just not. Stop it. Hope is going to be crushed. (laughs) Yeah. Guns of the 701, make sure you check them out on KFYR Plus from KFYR TV. And Jay Dillon on uh, Mondays, what time? About the 11.30 Mountain Time, 12.30 Central. Of course, you don't want to miss us on the best iHeart podcast around. Uh, Just head over to iHeart, and you can check us out there as well. That's right. They they told me you got to promote an iHeart podcast, and I can't think of a better one than Guns in the 701, so I'll probably promote you guys. Hey, take care. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and uh, careful with that open hand. It could, you know, hurt somebody. (laughs) Hey, a finger could poke an eye out. That means a finger's a military-grade weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My God, what are we going to do? weekend, buddy. (laughs) You too. Take care. Guns in the 701. Coming up close to 9 o'clock in Daryl and you're talking uh, happy birthday. Riker Wagner of Mandan, 14 tomorrow. Brecca Schultz of New Salem, 35. Esley Weiss of Bismarck, happy 10th.